at the end of the day, the soil is saving us. It is not the other way around. You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. It's a little bit of social work, a little bit of science, and a little bit of passion. The most valuable resource is also their time. It just can't be wasted on fluff. But we have to be able to continuously poll our students and just give them voice. We have to pick texts that are totally going to push their thinking. With everything else going on in the world, perhaps you, like me, have found yourself avoiding the news on climate change and our global environmental crisis. It just feels too hopeless and paralyzing. I get it. But there's another side of the story, and it's a story of hope, not doom. Our guest today, Karen Rodriguez, is the Vice President of Program Operations at the California-based nonprofit Kiss the Ground. With a background in culinary arts and agriculture, Karen is passionate about teaching children and the adults who also teach children about food, the magic of soil, restoring systems, and aligning our daily practices to support the earth so that our soil can not only feed us, but save us. I was born sort of with this connection to nature and and curiosity and reverence and it was just a knowing from the beginning of my life even just watching a tree grow or um watching food grow i just got really deeply that we have that magic in us uh that was in in my heart from the beginning of my life and i've just been doing everything that i can to keep following that thread and that calling to care for and advocate for earth and and for what we call the environment. It's possible that you are listening now and you've never heard of Kiss the Ground, the documentary movie released in September 2020 and created through a partnership with filmmakers Josh and Rebecca Tickle at the Big Picture Ranch, has currently received 50 major film festival awards representing tens of thousands of hours of research by scientists from various branches and from around the globe, the film cracks the code on the climate crisis, explaining how we can not only stop, but reverse climate change within our lifetimes by adopting regenerative practices that sequester carbon in the soil. I literally wept with hope all three times that I've watched the film. In fact, I'm choking up right now. The partnership started like this. So um, Kiss the Ground, the nonprofit, started out of Venice Beach. Um, and we were just a group of friends who um, we worked together at a restaurant called the Cafe Gratitude. FYI, in addition to the Venice Beach location, Cafe Gratitude is in San Francisco, Newport Beach, San Diego, Larchmont, and the Arts District in Los Angeles. Very yummy vegan food and a great atmosphere. I knew you'd want to know. And so Ryland Engelhart, our co-founder, he uh, went, he's one of the co-founders of the cafe as well. He went to New Zealand to um, participate in a conversation about food and veganism. And he ended up in a panel uh, and, and the panel was called, Can Human Sustain Life on the Planet as We Know It? And in that panel, there were five speakers and most of them were just talking about it in a very doom and gloom way. 
and they were just saying we can't anymore it's over <laughs> party's over and um one of the speakers graham state who's a, a soil expert uh in new zealand said there's a loophole in the system and that loophole is um if we treat soil the way it's meant to be treated and it's divinely designed uh it actually pulls carbon out of the atmosphere and it stores it in the ground Ryland returned from New Zealand on fire with hope, knowing that contrary to many of the recently released books and much of the current press, there is actually an elegant, uncomplicated solution to our climate crisis. He started gathering everyone he could and educating people about the soil solution. And so there was a huge group of us. There's a lot of people that came together, maybe, maybe 30 of us. And we would meet every Monday on his couch at, at his home in Venice. When indigenous uh, people gather around a fire and tell a story, it's the way that we continue to progress as a humanity. And it's the, it's the thing that keeps us going forward is storytelling. And so we knew that we just had to tell the story it, to however many people we could in however many ways that we possibly could. Originally, we started with a garden uh, in Venice. We ended up finding a spot in Venice um, that was looking for a garden. And so we, we made a five-year contract with them and we made a demonstration garden in the community so that people could see. And so when you plant in LA, there's a lot of lead in in the soils and it's it just comes from the air um it's pretty common in los angeles so we soil tested right when we got there and we just found a lot of things that needed to be cleaned up although a few white papers had been published there wasn't a lot of information about regenerative practices and regenerative agriculture at that time the group started using best practices as they understood them cover cropping minimal or no tilling and composting the garden became both a model and a gathering place for the community. Community building, engagement, connection, and food all in one spot. We, we ended up making a, a beautiful program there where we, uh, we were able to make dinners uh, once a month where we, where we fed the houseless community around and the people in the community. So we would make a long table and everyone would sit together. And we had volunteer chefs and volunteer donors and, and people would just come together and rally and make a dinner, which was amazing. That ended up growing into a program where we were able to teach permaculture to houseless youth. And we were able to job place them in the community. And what was, there are so many beautiful things about that, but, but one of the coolest things was just how eager and willing the community was to job place after they knew somebody had gone through our program. As the nonprofit's programs expanded and gained greater visibility, partnership opportunities presented themselves. The three co-founders, Rylan Englehart, Finian Makepeace, and Lauren Tucker, met Josh and Rebecca Tickle from Big Picture Ranch. The connection with Kiss the Ground was the genesis for Josh's book of the same title and the award-winning documentary. Josh and Rebecca are highly sought after speakers and are currently working on additional films about the soil solution. Thousands of schools across the country and the world are using the educational cut of the film along with Kiss the Ground's other curriculum resources. So we made a curriculum for uh, middle school grade 
and it's on soil. It's five lessons. It's an addendum to the already existing life cycles uh, lessons in, in public school. It's, uh, it's accredited by the NGSS standards, and uh, it was finished by Life Lab, which is an amazing uh, group up in Santa Cruz. We made videos telling the story. We made the soil story, which was one of our first videos that we made. And it just in about five minutes told the story of what soil can do. And then we made the compost story, which was the one uh, that followed that piece. And compost people use that story. And those are so, films, right? They're like films, mm-hmm. five to seven minute short films. Okay. Uh, they're on our, our, on our website and our YouTube. And there are many others that we made that highlight farmers, tell farmers stories, tell about different types of farming. Basically, our mission is to awaken people to the possibilities of regeneration. Yeah. So let me clarify one of our big objectives now with the discoveries that we're making is to really educate not only kids, but all people about regenerative agriculture and sustainability. Um, And so you have resources for schools. You also have resources for adults. So can you just outline what is available to educators at different grade bands through Kiss the Ground? Yeah, sure. So we have a soil science page on our website. And that's a page that's a compilation of books we recommend, articles we recommend to read, and um, and videos. And that's and for anybody. That's for anybody, any age. And then second to that, for children's education, we have a children's education uh, pathway kit, which is a, a PDF downloadable that has a breakdown of all of the things we offer for children K to 12. And then the National Science Teachers Association made some curriculum for the film specifically, and that's included in there as well. And, and then our resource library, which is a library on our website that is downloadable PDFs and images, um, that is also for varied age ranges. It's from anywhere from children to adults. And then we also have courses. So we have soil advocacy training that's taught by Finney and Makepeace. That is a course for adults on uh, soil and all of the things we learned over the last eight years uh, for anyone who wants to be in this work and learn to speak about it. And then we also have introduction to regenerative gardening and advanced regenerative gardening, both for gardeners um, if, if you're just getting started or if you're advanced, and they're both taught by Tashanda Giles-Jones, who's an educator at the uh, Environmental Charter here in, um, in Inglewood, and she teaches, I think, middle school. Otherwise, we have our YouTube channels, our Instagram channels, and our Facebook channels, and we have a community on Mighty Networks, which is where we engage with people and connect about the happenings in the regenerative agriculture sort of space and engage in conversations of, of what's next and what what's upcoming. And then also, I just wanna make sure people know that the film itself is available on Netflix. Netflix, mm-hmm. okay. It's on Netflix and then there is an educational cut of the film. Uh, it's on the film's website and it's a 45 minute cut and it's specifically for schools. So it's available for schools for free. 
Okay, perfect. Um, so beyond just providing resources and making those available to schools, are you actively looking for ways to partner with schools? You know, the way that changes are going to be made are really through individual connections. So we've partnered with different teachers who use the curriculum or want to take that a step further. We also helped a group um, in Australia create a a, uh, version of the curriculum for schools there. And we also are sharing the film and all of the resources with many, many schools. You know, I used to run the education program when we had it. And I'll tell you that it could have become its own nonprofit on its own. There's that much work. Well, I'd love to talk about kids because ultimately those are our target group. Um, Absolutely. Talking about preparing the next generation. Um, I was really struck several years ago about by the book, um, The Last Child in the Woods, which was the seminal work that Richard Louvre wrote. He talks about saving our kids from what he called nature deficit disorder and the way and and explored the way in which kids are increasingly becoming disconnected from nature. They don't play outside as much as they used to. They don't explore nature necessarily on a daily basis. Um, You know, kids are aware of global environmental crisis. They know about climate change. They know that the ice, the polar ice caps are melting, but they can't name an actual tree or flower Mm -hmm. or plant or bird in their neighborhood. So his assertion is that before we can really make environmentalism real for kids or or meaningful for kids, that we have to connect them, reconnect them to nature before we can ask them to really get involved with global issues like the rainforest burning or species disappearing. And um, so I'm wondering if, Part of the objective at Kiss the Ground is to help kids reestablish a connection with nature. And if so, how do we do that? How do we do it as educators? How do we do it as parents? I've been to so many schools with our work and it's all, it's always the same. I bring a worm bin with worms and like pieces of compost. And so they play in there and always after they're done, They're like, is my mom going to get mad at me? Or am I, is this bad because I'm dirty? And I'm, it's always the same. And I'm always like, wow, we're just so indoctrinated so early to be told to be sterile and like to be clean. Right. And so it's really interesting. And I would say that, um, you know, then I always ask the same questions. I ask, who knows? who knows what uh, soil is? And then they always say something a plant grows in. And then I say, okay, what's the difference between dirt and soil? And they say, well, one's dirty. And so then I explain, no, actually, uh, soil's alive, you know? Mm. And I, I explain that and I say, soil's alive. What does it take soil to stay alive? And usually they, they aren't sure. They might say water. And then I say, what does it take you, you to stay alive? And then they guess like nutrition, exercise, the sun, you know. And so then I say yes. And the sun, water, and, and um, community, right? Like interconnectedness. And then they're, they're like, oh, yeah. 
And then I say, isn't it funny that what it takes you to stay alive is exactly what it takes the soil to stay alive. But it takes all these steps to get there because what's coming out of their mouth initially, it's what they're taught. And so, yeah, I find that to be my experience as I, as I have worked with kids through this work is that, yeah, they're, they're disconnected. And when they connect, it's so powerful and so beautiful because it really is a part of who they are. It's just like a, any kind of plant. If the environment is right, the plant will thrive. If the environment is not, it's, it, the seed might never even open. So how do we make sure that we're getting the progression right when it comes to creating and structuring environmental education, like Richard Lewis talks about, like, to, to establish that connection before we ask them, you know, to care about. Yeah, for sure. I think it starts with ourselves um, as t- educators, teachers, finding spots in the school, whatever the school looks like, even if it's a all walls, all cement school, you can still figure out how to, you know, deal with your compost, deal with your trash. Like there's an environmental charter here. And I remember going there and they just had chickens everywhere. And it was the coolest thing because it was still a cement school, but they had chickens walking around everywhere. And then the spots that had grass or, 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 or soil um, had little chips on them. And it was just a, an ecosystem that they made there. And then there was a garden and it's all, it's all was interconnected within the environment that they were in. And so uh, it is about life and bringing life around the children. It's, it's about letting them get dirty and not making it a thing. Think about the ways in which kids are activists by nature. You know, Mm -hmm. they care passionately. They want to be involved in causes bigger than themselves. So I'm wondering how we can best leverage that in real ways that aren't just about, you know, kids putting facts on posters about climate change. Like, how do we give them channels to make a real difference? Yeah, I think. I think there's a couple of layers of that. One of the layers is honesty. You know, I don't know the solution to that, or I don't know what's going on, or I don't know how we fix this. However, let's stay in this conversation, right? So one of the layers is is to empower that kind of communication and the communication that allows them to ask questions and think deeper. And then when we don't know an answer, be okay in the unknown, you know? Another layer is to, you know, allow for the understanding of of history, like real history and diverse history and of where we come from. I always say we grow the way trees do, is we grow up and we also grow roots. So we have to know our actual history and and why, why we're where we are to understand fully. Um, And then I would say outwardly, uh, you know, the kids are on the internet and it really is about having deep conversations with them about what kind of advocacy they are doing. What, what are they really standing for? How things work in our systems and what's working and what's not working and really just, really just teaching them about that. So that when they read something on the internet, they're not swayed if it's not coming from the right source. And 
also if they want to publish something or create something, uh, I would say we nurture the creativity, right? We're living in such a technical time that the mixed media, mixed art is really fun and really engaging. And if I said to a child, how could you incorporate this handful of soil into a piece of art? What would you do? Man, they, they go off, you know? So I think that it's about creativity. I think it's about honesty. And I think it's about being in the creative space and not in the survival space. I wonder too about just giving students voice and giving them some some power actually to be a part of the planning and decision-making at a school. So say, for example, the school itself is looking for ways to operate more sustainably, bringing students in to create yes. a recycling program and yes. creating the garden and yes. um, how do we compost our scraps and bringing yes. students into that whole process and letting yes. them be a part of building those solutions Yes, so that it's not just hey, we invited these outside consultants and we figured out this new thing and this is yes. how we're doing it now, kids. Yes. Instead of letting them have ownership of it. Yes. And they'll learn so much from it. I know uh, I'll mention the school again, but the environmental charter, I know that when they were choosing like the milk for the school, the kids were a part of every step of that. And that was super impactful for them. I would say even a step further, you know, I listen to youth activists. They also have their own spirit and their own mind and And if our truest job is to cultivate that. So beyond just educating students, we need to educate our whole school system. Yes. (laughs) Environmentally friendly and sustainable practices. Do you have some ideas or is Kiss the Ground giving recommendations about how we move the needle on that for educational leaders? We love alternative ways of being in general. Um, but we do understand that there are settings and, and different ways of doing things. However, we do advocate that there are garden school programs, there are compost programs, there are a lot of people that are willing to bring in nature into schools, and that the school systems can be more open to that integration because it creates lots of different things for school for schools. I've seen schools do seed saving programs. I've seen schools do like actually eat from the garden, like take the food and use it. Um, there are many programs and they're listed in our children's pathway kit, but there are people that do food programs for high schools where the children actually learn to cook. You know, we haven't had um, home ec in years. No. And and people are forgetting how to cook and engage with their food. So there's programs for high schools to do that. Uh, you can grow your garden and cook. So there are things out there. I think I would say with all due respect to the school boards, but it's just time to make a change. We need to adapt and we need to stretch a little bit more. Yeah. And so I would say, you know, respectfully, that the advice I have is um, we got to We got to get with, we got to get with the time. Yeah, for sure. Can you give some examples of some of the lessons or the kinds of activities that are in the middle school curriculum? Yeah. So um, we have a really fun uh, map. 
that shows the different uh, layers of, of um, where soil or carbon are stored. And then we have different tests that go along with it. Uh, and so the teacher goes through the lessons where they test like a bromelain um, compound in order to see what's in a, in a plant. And then they also uh, dig a little bit. They have to find a place in their school where there's a, a possibility for composting or a garden. So they, they, they do all this research on the campus and then they come back and they fill in the form uh, to see what they've learned. So it's really, really fun and interactive that way. There's like a bread and flour test to show uh, how soil absorbs water. And there's a test for uh, a slake test, which is to test how uh, clumps of healthy soil absorb water as opposed to loose soil or, or unhealthy soil. So things like that, it's, uh, that's the curriculum. And then the soil quest, you actually go on an adventure with the Captain Planet uh, children. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers magnified, and he's fighting on the planet side. Captain Planet was a cartoon character from the early 80s who worked with his planeteers to save the planet. The Captain Planet Foundation continues to create environmental education resources. With the Kiss the Ground curriculum, students can participate in interactive quests. You sort of click through uh, an adventure with the planeteers, and it's how you learn about soil, about the things that live in soil, about people that work on soil, uh, and sort of getting to the understanding that the farmers are our heroes and, and, and truly the people that grow our food are are the people that are our heroes the big picture of both of them is you know sort of what is your what is your soil story as a steward of the earth and as a keystone species how are you going to play in this and so then it prompts children to look into further education within um jobs that have to do with uh with soil, food, agriculture, uh, regeneration, etc. Okay, thanks. I'm guessing that the content area where this fits is science most of the yeah, time. Yeah, so we that's that's what we found is when we started to do this work, we made the curriculum because it fit into the structure that was mm. that is schooling, right? What we looking back now and realizing after everything we grew, how we grew as people, at the end of the day, the soil is saving us. It is not the other way around. I strongly believe children need to be outside more mm -hmm. and not in, in scheduled every hour the bell rings, you move to another room. That's an environment that's not causing uniqueness it's not causing right. uh creativity yeah. so so as as a nonprofit, speaking for kiss the ground we our avenue to to doing this work was to go into the system that exists and create there 
And that's how we made these pieces. But as an adult now, that's almost 40 now, not almost 30, I would go back. And if I worked on this over again, I would have gone down the path of unschooling. Yeah. We want to break the system. We don't necessarily, we're tired of trying to work within the system. So maybe it's time for a a 102 or point two, right? Kiss the ground. Yeah. We were hopeful young people who were like, great, we're just going to tell everybody and then everything's going to change. And and they're all going to do it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then you grow up and you, you kind of look at the world and you learn more about the world and, and you're like, oh, okay, great. Well, we're nothing but a grain of sand. I always say, you know, when this work gets really hard, I still do it because there's still babies coming. So as long as there's children being born, I will do this work. Yeah. When that stops, I'm going to be at the beach. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so for me, the motivation is our future is that we have a future and that we have a future where people can still swim in the ocean and yeah. still, still play still have healthy food. Like everyone, I know that we need to cultivate uniqueness and creativity in children because they have a lot of answers and they need to, we need to help them not forget that. Yeah. We need to help them not forget who they are. Yeah. Because life does that to us. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, um, I'm just thinking back about the last child in the wood book that we talked about in the woods that we talked about a little earlier and that mm-hmm. progression of if you give kids a deep connection to nature and you rewild them in a yes. sense, yes, they will become activists and environmentalists and they will become environmentally educated because their curiosity will lead them yeah and because they'll become caring humans yeah and we all are that we we start off as that yeah and all of this work is more mindfulness work it is all of it so what is making you guys that kiss the ground what is making you feel hopeful right now are we making progress yes (laughs) I mean, if I wasn't an optimist, I couldn't do this work, you know, truly. Um, I would say what's giving us hope is, you know, there's a farm bill coming up in the United States. uh, So there's an opportunity or possibility to look at that uh, as a community, as a whole country and say, all right, what are we, what are we standing for, for farming? Um, What's giving us hope is people watching the film. You know, we've gotten a lot of really lovely people who have changed their lives because of the film. Um, we're seeing, you know, like I said, the environmental charter and, and Tashanda, who's our newest teacher in our courses, but just the way that they're doing the education and the way they're really, they're really uplifting the children. And um, that's motivational. The youth is giving us hope. I mean, I've heard so many 13, 14 year olds talk about, these issues in soil in such a way that I never really, I mean, my heart imagined it, but I never really was ready for that. And when it came, and especially right after the film as well, we got more calls from high schools than I've ever had. And uh, just to hear these children and the way they're looking at this uh, is absolutely motivational. Um, What were the high schoolers calling about? projects that they were doing to show their class about regenerative agriculture and about farming and things like that, about soil, uh, about the magic of soil and what soil can do. So a couple of different calls, different schools, different areas. Um, 
Also college students who come to intern or volunteer are super motivational to me. It just, it's a mirror back of what we've done over eight years. You know, the next three years are pretty, I would say important and crucial yeah. to see what happens in this movement and where, where it actually goes and what impact it actually can make. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful uh, because I'm, I'm just a hopeful human, but no matter which way this goes, it's already made an impact on lives that will then ripple. And so at the end of the day, I go to sleep knowing that, you know, I can, I'm still going to talk about soil every day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what do people need to know and what can they do in regards to the farm bill? I would say, uh, in regards to the farm bill is get educated is learn what's the, in it, what's coming, what you would like to see in it. Do we know learn what's in it? Is you it, can look at you can look it up. You can look yeah. it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's long, so it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, get engaged. You know, figure out who makes soil decisions in your community, in your county, in your state. Find out their names. Uh, you know, get engaged. And I would say overall, you know, we ended up naming "Kiss the Ground" after a Rumi quote that says, uh, may, what, may the beauty of what you love be what you do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. And that is very true because no matter who you are, where you're standing, what age you are, what race you are, where you come from, this is your story. What we're doing is we're doing it together. So no matter how you choose to participate, it's the right way if you're participating. If you're a teacher, teach about soil. You can find all the resources you need to teach about soil and the soil solution in the episode notes, where we've linked to all the curriculum resources mentioned, the educational cut of Kiss the Ground movie, links to Richard Louv's book, The Last Child in the Woods, and a number of other environmental education and sustainability resources that you can find at edcuration.com. Be sure to visit us there to check out our professional learning opportunities through our Certified Ed Trustee Program, our bite-sized educator explorations, and our webinar series, all free to educators to support you in delivering optimal opportunities and experiences to your students. If you like this episode, please leave us a comment. We look forward to having you back next week where we'll explore new ways to reshape learning.